Welcome to Open Mind UFO Radio. I am your host, Alejandro Rojas. And today I have with me, guess who? Guess who? If you read the title, you already know it is Martin. Hello, Whoa, hello. Scary. Did I scare you? you? You scared me, yes. Hello. I, I probably scared, scared everyone else, too. You did. And we've already got a lot of comments. Look, people are like, hey, Martin. Hi, you're already in there. Hi, Rodrigo. Yo, hey, yeah. Tim. What's up, Alejandro? Yo, yo, everybody. So um, nice, quick intro. Perfect, says Rodrigo. So, uh, of course, I'm here on YouTube again, as opposed to Crowdcast, probably because I'm going to need to... And I apologize. I know with this relaunching, I keep changing what I'm using, which tool I'm using for what, um, as I learn all how this all works and everything. So, um, but no worries. Uh, we'll get this down for everybody and we'll definitely get you all the products. Those of you who um, have subscribed to whatever service will definitely get you the service that you need, uh, which is going to be great. But what's cool about uh, the YouTube stuff, and I can make these like private YouTube links. So just those of you who have paid for like the joining live and stuff to be able to do it. Um, and what I like about it, and Martin, you use this tool too, and I think you use this, is that we can play these cool videos. Like here's another one. Ready? Yeah. Wow. That's cool, it. Huh? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that's it. They're just short little transition type things. Yeah. I like this one. People have probably already seen this one. Yeah, I've used that one a lot for years. Wow. But anyway, a lot of UFO news. This show, of course, is the Friday newscast where we talk about breaking UFO news. Um, there has been someone in here who asked, I don't know why I keep saying this. I just like making fun of it, I guess, who asked, what breaking news you're talking about? Well, everything we talk about here is breaking news. So um, if you were the person that um, that made that comment, no offense, but uh I do Are like you sure they talk like that. Do you, do Probably, they, I'm. I'm pretty them. sure they're like. I kind of do. Yeah. It's kind of a. It's kind of like David Letterman's goofball thing. What's your problem? You know, he would do that. Yeah. But I grew up on David Letterman, so no surprise. Hmm. But yes, lots of UFO news. Uh, someone says NYT in article. I don't know if I should say that word, but it's a shocker. Essentially, is what he's saying. Um, and that's Ad Astra. Thank you for joining Ad Astra. I'm not worried about you stocking. That's the whole point. I want all of my uh, viewers to be stocking me as much as possible because that's why I get all this information out. Um, Tim is saying UFOs aren't made on Earth article. Not necessarily. Uh, and we're going to get into that because there's been a lot of controversy. I'm not even sure if you're 
up on the latest ads of just a few minutes ago, Martin, but we will uh, get wow. into it. Zentil said he liked the article. I didn't really, and we'll talk about why. Um, but let's get into it. So let's get into the UFO news. The UFO news, and why don't I even share this page so people can take a look at it really quick? Yeah, I just want to uh, tell you, Go no, I did not catch what just came out. I missed whatever it is okay. because I've been listening to you and Eric Davis um, with the interview you did with him oh, I don't know, right. over a year ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's the article. So just so people are aware, um, this is the article. Uh, New York Times, uh, you know, there had been news that an article was coming out on yeah. the New York Times that was going to be a shocker and it was going to be reveal all this stuff about alien spacecraft and all of this Life stuff. Life-changing. Yeah. Life changing. You and I have both been very skeptical of that. And I we've, think for the most part, if not completely, we were right. We've been attacked about, let's talk about that. Okay, we've been brutally attacked about not going along with what other people were saying that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we have been attacked for that for a while. You, oh, you guys are so full of it. There's so much information out. Um, well, it could be because I am really a journalist and I talk in work with a lot of journalists and uh so i understand that world and how it works and you know i work with editors you have to your editors you know you've got to prove it to them that's why i always tell people prove it i gotta prove it i can't print it unless i prove it and even if i write for openminds.tv which the website is up and running and reconfigured and beautiful and it's going to be all good from now on out so please go to openminds.tv as much as possible and see the great articles and information there but um, even if I post there where it's all up to me, you know, I have a high standard. I've set my standard high as well as trying to prove something or let you know if we can't prove it or it's speculation. This article that came out didn't have the things that people thought it would have. Uh, it was definitely very light and didn't include anything about this alleged Wilson document or, or any of that. But it did have Eric Davis. But um, I think that's kind of a, a weak point. Um, but anyway... Uh, I don't want to, I already have, but I don't want to, um, you know, sway your opinion any further, Martin, but what did you think of the article? Well, I thought, you know, I thought there was only uh, one part of it that was, you know, kind of, um, you know, really, really interesting. And that is the part where, um, you know, Eric Davis does say that, um, you know, these things on, on this, these retrieval um, material does not appear that it could be made on earth. And then also that he's made a couple of um, uh, since March. And I think he said Oct October as well. Um, he has uh, briefed um, the Senate armed uh, services committee back in October um, on, you know, off world uh, I think are unexplained objects or something like that retrievals of, um, and I think that's uh, that is probably the most interesting part of the article for me. Those Davis statements, yes, yeah. Um, I think that you're right in a way, except for here's the problem, and I think and here's my problem with them. And I'm sorry, guys, if if I'm poo pooing all this a lot of this stuff. But I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. The Keith Kors of the world, if you're not aware of who Keith Kor is, he's an awful journalist who is very unethical. And uh, he he really posts a lot of stuff that he knows are lies. 
And how do I know this? Because I know him uh, somewhat. At least I've met with him, and I, I know what information he has, uh, the people he's gone to to interview, and I know he has accurate information. But people like that look to um, really make uh, people in the UFO field look bad. And the, but at the same time, if you're writing a story for the New York po Times or any article, you have to be honest about the credibility of, of the people you're writing about. It is pertinent to the story that Eric Davis is out there promoting MJ-12 documents as real documents that are demonstrably false. That they're, I, I think, um, Paul he's, Bean said in one of these articles, he's found at least 20, and it's a short thing, at least 20 things that are wrong with it. But go ahead, Martin. Um, I had no idea that Eric Davis was the one. I heard about the resurgence of people saying that MJ-12 documents are real. You know, that was part of the attack that when I was talking about being attacked. Um, and I had no idea that it was Davis that was actually stating yeah. that. Davis has said one of those is real, uh, and it's a, it's just a. I think just if you read it, the the way it's written, it looks like it's a cut and paste job. Uh, I guess, uh, but anyway, uh, re regardless of that article, um, you know, he's also someone who has been involved with the Skinwalker Ranch investigations. Right. Yeah. Uh, has said he's had his own paranormal experiences. I mean. I don't feel those should be held against him. But as a journalist, if I was writing a story, even for open minds, I would include those things because they're pertinent to the story. And it's better that I rewrite those and I try to um, frame it in the way it should be framed in that he's just a scientist, a, a legit scientist who's been interested in this topic, as opposed to the Keith Clores of the world who will do an expose and just trash him, make him look like a complete goofball and lunatic. And when this New York Times story, the crux of it is what he's saying, that could really tear down the New York Times article if that was to happen. That's my fear. Beyond that, um, he is, like you said, the most important because if we look at this article, and I'm going to show it again. Uh oh, did I push the wrong button? Here we go. Um, there are comments, the other comments, which I thought were shocking. And actually, this is the comment that I think is the most shocking. And um, I actually got a hold of Leslie Kane about it because I was so concerned. Um, and Luis Elizondo, but I'll tell you about it right here when we get to it. Um, here it is. Mr. Elizondo is among a small group of former government officials and scientists with security clearances who, without presenting physical proof, say they are convinced that objects of undetermined origin have crashed on Earth with materials um, retrieved for study. My problem with this statement is it false. I mean, my suspicion is that uh, they used p paraphrased public comments. The reason I say that is they're not referencing anything, which they should, as to what is their source for this statement. Also, if they would have based this off of an interview with Elizondo, they would have said that and they would have used quotes. But they didn't. So that's why I'm suspecting they used uh, other comments. Now, I got a hold of Leslie, and she said, Elizondo said he's fine with it. Um, I got a hold of Elizondo, and he said, yeah, I am fine with it. That's shocking. 
uh, I think with my confirmation, because now Elizondo is going further than what he said in the past. To the Fox News, he admitted he believed the government had materials from a UFO uh, or debris. That's much different. If I have materials, like some little piece, of, essentially what we've heard about, which are little pieces of metal, smaller than this, just, you know, like a penny, tiny little piece uh, of metal that may be peculiar. Uh, if you're taking this to scientists in the mainstream and you're saying, this thing has some really weird properties, they're going to say, wow, this is, you know, this is a scientific anomaly you, you've discovered if you're able to prove that. But they certainly, you can't prove it's part of an alien spacecraft or anything, just that you have something anomalous. Now, if you have a part of a craft, that's completely different. Um, this, something like this can be debated in science forever uh, as to where, what its origins are with no resolution. If you have part of a craft, that's completely different. Then you know what it is. So that Elizondo is saying he's convinced of that is interesting. Now, uh, in the original article, and this is another big problem with this article, and this uh, is the article said that Harry Reid had said that there were crashes had occurred and that uh, they had retrieved materials and been studying them for decades. He didn't say that. Uh, they've already had to make two corrections here yeah. in the story. First of all, they had to correct this part. Well, let me get to the second correction, actually. The second correction, which is kind of strange, is that they said that uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee asked for reports every six months. That's not true. What the, the Senate Intelligence Committee asked for was a report in six months after the bill passes, not repeat reports. Kind of a strange mistake to make. Um, but yeah, wow. they also had to correct what Harry Reid said. And they said that uh, he said he believed that crashes of objects of unknown origins may have occurred, uh, that retrieved materials should be studied. But there is news to this, Martin. Marty, good old buddy. Because uh, Senator Reid just moments ago tweeted this he retweeted the new york times article and he said i have no knowledge and i have never suggested the federal government or any entity has unidentified unidentified flying objects or debris from other worlds i have consistently said we must stick to science not fairy tales about little green men which kind of sounds like he is even rebuking um what the correction says. Wow. It does sound like that. He sounds like he's a little PO'd. Yeah, it does sound like he's PO'd. Uh, that's the problem. So this is already bad. So you have two corrections already. The next morning after it's released, you have a senator upset saying, no, I did not say those things that are central to your story. And you still have hanging out there. Luckily for them, Lou's not upset about, you know, uh, the misstatement. Um, but and then you still have hanging out there. Who's going to write the expose on Davis? I mean, with any luck, no expose comes. And that oh. way, the credibility of this story article is, is not undermined. And uh, I hope that to be the case personally. But I just doubt it. I, I think that uh, if a big enough paper decides to do that, it could really undermine and destroy the credibility of this article. And here's the even bigger fear. Why do this now? Why poke the tiger right now? Because we have this Senate Intelligence Committee 
report requests asking for UAP reports. We don't want to jeopardize that at all. Um, when I talk to people, I'll just put it that way, they think that perhaps the purpose of, when it, purpose this story could serve is to say, hey, we know there's crash retrieval stuff in there, so you better include that in your, your UAP reports. I don't know that to be the case. That would be shocking. I think that would be a major game changer that would have some pretty significant cultural ramifications, societal ramifications, but a little problematic, this article. Well, you know, I find it really surprising because when I, no, I realize this is on in section A, page 17 in the print, but um, when I spoke with Leslie, I don't know, maybe a month or a month and a half ago, um, when their article was going to be featured on the front page, that I know that's a big difference. And they had to vet, you know, everything for around three months. Um, it seems this um, was probably not held to that scrutiny because it was uh, an article going in, you know, page 17. Is that what well, you think it is? Could be. That's a possibility. I think that also, you know, people have asked, why are we treating this one differently than uh, the December 2017 article? Well, the December 2017 article was uh, revealing some pretty shocking stuff, but it had an abundance of substantiated uh, information. Firsthand witnesses. For instance, in this article, we have no firsthand witness saying, I worked on a program with crash retrievals. So all we have is third-hand information, people who believe or have been convinced. Eric Davis is the only one who said he's briefed people. But what did he brief him about? MJ-12 documents? About meeting with Admiral Wilson when Admiral Wilson says that never happened? Um, you know, those are the type of questions, legitimate questions people could ask. Uh, and, and also, uh, so I think... Also, we can see in this article, it's a bit Frankenstein. Like you can tell there are is writing from multiple different people. I think that there was a lot of editing that did happen to this article. I've heard, it, again, this is a rumor too, that you know a substantial amount of this article was removed. Um, so uh, I think this one did go through some heavy editing. And, you know, this it was written by Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal, who also wrote that December 2017 article. And I don't think we ne necessarily have to blame them because the editor certainly had a lot to do with this as well. And they may have made those ch changes that were resulted in these mistakes. So I certainly do not think we should blame them completely for some of these issues. So I you just think they're gonna. I don't know for sure what the upside of this article is. I know some people are excited about it, but um, I Do don't think, know if um, I see it. They're going to have to re make another retraction, another correction. Well, there are a couple other things that people have noted that possibly should be corrected. Um, so they've already actually, and they did make one where they didn't state they made the correction, but they made a correction about uh, the aerospace company that uh, Eric Davis currently works for because uh, it's more of a, 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 it's not necessarily its own separate company. Um, it is more affiliated with government than, than uh, which is interesting, of course, but then was alluded in the story. So um, I don't know. These are, I, I'm sorry. And I know people are upset. People are like, we should be happy about this. And I wish I could be happy about it. You guys know me. I'm a positive 
you know, Pollyanna most of the time. I'm all happy, happy, joy, joy. But uh, unfortunately, this one just seems to be a little bit more dangerous than um, uh, or possible. And this is what I said, right? I said, uh, if they're writing an article along these lines, it could get pared down and become so toothless that it could be more of a detriment than a help. And I think I was right. I think that's what's happened. Well, um, let's talk a little bit more about this. And on uh, coming up to this point before the article came out, I mentioned earlier that you and I were both attacked, basically. <laughs> and uh, what I meant by that is that um, there was a lot of people out there that were saying, uh, well, not a lot of people. There was a few people out there um, with a lot of people uh, having their back that um, something major was going to come out, was going to change the world. Um, and um, it was tied into the Wilson leak documents. And you and I have talked about that before, about all the red flags that that in particular has. And um, just a lot of things just did not make sense. Yet the, the people that were into it were really, really into it. And then they had... Um, I don't want to say minions, but they had other people attack me. And I, I stopped going on Facebook and reading that type of stuff. Or if I read something, I'd skim through it. And then I wouldn't even reply anymore because if I replied, I'd get attacked. And, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't mm. following suit. And then uh, there were all these little love fests that were having, you know, group um, YouTube live streams where they would talk about when I say love fest, all about the Wilson documents, how they all agreed that these are the most important things, blah, blah, blah. And I mentioned to one of the people running the streams, well, why don't you put a skeptic on there? One of the people that are, I wasn't saying myself, but just a person that is skeptical of the Wilson documents, balance it out. It doesn't have to be such a love fest with all these people, you know, uh, patting each other on the back, how wonderful these things are and what breaking news it is. Um, anyway, that, that, never happened but i'm wondering how these people right now are feeling about this article because the last communication i had was just be patient when this article comes out i'll be vindicated and then you'll see you know that's the type of things well this article didn't right. do, do too much did it and no they weren't vindicated and now they're saying um um that there's more articles to come and uh, you know um just like the end of the worlders well, and we missed it this time, but it's going to be next year. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, and, and Ralph Blumenthal has made comments along those lines that you can't write everything in one article. Um, yeah. However, you know, yes, uh, with yeah. these, with two corrections, the senator upset, the day after the article comes out, um, I think that they're going to, this is going to hurt. This is going to, the New York times is definitely going to think twice before they venture tip their toes and toes in the UFO pond again. Um, I think that uh, they'll be much more careful. I don't think they won't do it because uh, they've gotten a lot of hits, uh, but I think they will be more careful with how they structure the article and maybe even who they have write the article. And you know what guys, uh, a lot of us get pegged as UFOers, you know, tinfoil hatters, um, because we're interested in this topic. But when stuff like this happens, um, you know, they're like, see, there are those tinfoil hatters. That's why we shouldn't have trusted them. Yeah. And that's why people are skeptical of all of this stuff. And that's the other thing that scares me is that they're going to have to put up or shut up 
really when it comes to even my good buddy Lou, you know, and I do tell him this, that, you know, when you make statements, you've got to prove it. And at some point, some kind of uh, information is going to have to come out to justify or vindicate their, those statements that they've made saying that there are crashes and stuff. So, um, and I'm kind of feel weird about that because on the one hand, um, that would be a re very eye-opening on the other hand. Wow. I mean, think of the cultural ramifications of the government saying, oh yeah, we've got a crash alien spacecraft. Yeah. Right. Adastra just, uh, also said that something about Senator Reid did not say, oh, can you read that? Did not say that in part He's of the saying article. that he blasted up for misquoting, which is exactly no, what I that said. Up higher, there's another, another statement. Um, but anyway, um, I'm wondering. No, um, Senator Reid did not say that, and that part of the article has been, he's just saying the same thing I said. And then he said, Senator Reid tweeted about now a girl blasting NY tweet. T for yeah, misquoting. Right, so he's right. saying the same things I said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let, can we talk a little bit about Eric Davis? This is an interesting okay. segment. Of Go this. for it. Now I know I know you had Eric um, on your show. I listened to it, and right, it was very interesting. What was it? About a year and a half ago, something like that. Uh, I think I thought less than a year, but time flies. Yeah, but essentially, he said this stuff that he said in the New York Times article to me over a year ago. Right. Right. But do you think? Um, when he's making these claims about the briefings and all that, um, you know, we've been in this place before, and I know he's been involved in, uh, you know, going all the way back to Skinwalker Ranch and, and, and earlier. But do you think it's possible that this could be another misinformation segment? So it was over a year ago. It was May 2019. Uh, hmm. I thought it was sooner. Or no, I'm sorry. It was April of 2019. Um, do I think what, I'm sorry, I, I heard you your question. And I this could it. be more disinformation. Well, that's the thing is that, okay, uh, let's look at that. I think that's a pretty hefty claim. I think you, uh, you know, just like I totally agree with Chris Mellon and Carl Sagan, but Chris Mellon uses this term in unidentified. I think every episode that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And a lot of people are like, no, just evidence. You know what? It, that would be nice, but you're living in La La Land in the real world. You really, in order to change, to turn heads, uh, if you're claiming something extraordinary, you need extraordinary evidence. Um, so the the bar is really, really high. Uh, and to make the accusation that there's disinformation going on is also, uh, you know, you've got to substantiate that. However, the MJ-12 documents, the very first time MJ-12 was mentioned, I say this all the time, but the UFO community is not getting it. So I have to say this all the time. The MJ-12 documents were first mentioned in the Aquarius document, which was uh, handed, uh, well, actually, Rich Doty gave this to Bill Moore, who gave it to uh, Paul Benowitz. The why? Because they were, according to Richard Doty, he was giving disinformation to this UFO researcher to make him think that the things that he was seeing on the Kirtland Air Force Base, which were top secret projects, were actually. Um, aliens and ufos 
So there we have this guy who worked for Air Force Office of Special Investigation admitting that this was a disinformation campaign. Was it at the behest of the government? We don't know for sure. We can't prove that. I FOIA'd it. Um, I'm, I've done articles on this that, and it appears that the government, the Air Force is saying, no, he did this on his own. We had nothing to do with that. Um, I don't know what the truth is. Uh, on that. But regardless of whether it was government or just Richard Doty on his own, it was a disinformation campaign. MJ-12 was an admitted disinformation campaign. Um, so is somebody still pushing that? Well, uh, I guess, I've, I mean, from what I understand, how Putoff and Davis continued to work with Doty uh, later on and that how Putoff even hired him is what I, I heard. I, I don't, I haven't been able to necessarily verify that. Wow. Um, but it would seem that perhaps that well they they seem to be into this MJ12 stuff. So I think that's definitely a problem. I think that it does uh, show that perhaps there is some disinformation going on. And the fear would be is if Davis and or Putoff believe in some of this, have they convinced other people with to the stars of that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know those answers. Um, I think that uh, hopefully I'm supposed to get an interview next week with Lou and we can ask him some of these questions like what he bases his uh, statement off of or his <laughs> what they attributed him to saying and his agreeing with. Um, so we'll have to see. Um, yeah, somebody, Tim F. says, Linda House still verbalizes verbatim everything Doty told her years ago as truth. Yeah, I've interviewed her. I've got a podcast where I went over this with her. And yeah, she does believe him. And at the same time, when when she came out with saying, hey, Richard Doty took me to Kirtland Air Force Base and he told me this stuff. And then she came out and said that. Richard Doty said she was lying. And I asked her that. Well, what about what did you think when you came out with uh, this? And Doty said you were lying. She said Doty never said I was lying. I've got it documented. Yes, he did say you were lying. Um, I think he was lying. I, I think Linda Howe, even though I, I disagree with her her views on a lot of stuff, I, I don't think she's a liar. I've never seen caught her in a liar. Seen her lying really. So, um, but Doty changes his story and lies all the time. So, uh, yeah, I think it, it is possible, but it's that's pure speculation on our part, no doubt. Um, yeah, and it just, you know, when, when you said to me that, you know, he's all in with the MJ-12 documents, it just it's just kind of like one more part of it um, that, <laughs> it, it, you know, is kind of very strange. Yeah. When it comes to that. Uh, I got to say, good one, Rodrigo. Uh, he made a good comment. He said, my favorite fiction literature, Spider-Man, the Bible, and MJ-12. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about the second part. That's a little... yeah. so, um, uh, so those are some of the questions. Look, my buddy Jason McClellan is here. Hey, hey all right. Me. I'm going to say, yo, Jason. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Yeah, so those are all the problems. That's what's scary. Oh, someone else asked a question, Zentil. We can't forget Trump's statements. Yeah, we can. Um, I think, I don't think they really amount to anything. Uh, a lot they of people- confused Roswell with Area 51. For yeah, one. yeah, yeah. a lot of people felt he wasn't even talking about Roswell in the first place. So I did write a Roswell article 
just last week. You can all check out. Essentially, I was going over the Air Force's statement about or idea about Roswell, the details of the Air Force statement. They could do think it was a mogul balloon. They have some credible information to support that. However, I agree with you all that, you know, how would this guy, they even admit in their report that uh, it looked like just like the mogul balloon stuff was like a regular weather balloon. So how did Jesse Marcel get confused on that? Great question. Um, and there are other witnesses who say there was something more strange to go on there. But I do review how in the Air Force's examination of Roswell, they admit there was a cover-up. They admit that it wasn't a weather balloon, even though that's what Roger Ramey, uh, the uh, general at the time, had said. And even the material they showed, uh, you know, is not what really was in the uh, out in the, the field that day. So there was a cover-up. Was it covering up Project Mogul or something more mysterious? We still don't know. So we'll have to see. Um, another thing uh, that uh, I just got done with an interview with Tim McMillan. He's a former police officer. He also did intelligence analyst. Uh, he was an intelligence analyst. And he's got the most incredible sources uh, on all of this. He's talking to insiders in it, the intelligence agencies who actually have some visibility of these UAP task forces, um, ATIP, the, what is now the organization that used to be ATIP. And so it's a great interview. I really recommend people look at that. Um, and I do want to review this, that uh, it is one of the Rojas reports, which you do have to pay to, to be able to watch it. But here's the levels for $1.50. You get the audio on Patreon, you get audio of everything. And uh, if you're a podcaster, there's even a, a custom RSS feed. So you can get all of the audio, whether that's the free audio, like the audio for this show, or the audio for the Rojas reports, which is the $1.50 uh, monthly, uh, you'll get all of the audio straight to your phone. And then if you want to just watch it, because you like the videos on YouTube, you can go watch my interview with Tim McMillan and I. I'll have it posted on YouTube. But again, you'll have to subscribe to the YouTube service to be able to view that. And then finally, the third way will be able to uh, join us live. So if you join my, me alive with my interviews, I like, I, you know, with McMillan, I had um, uh, Brian Bender. I'm going to have Lou Elizondo soon, you know, you can join on Patreon at the top level for the $5 to be able to join live. So I hope that uh, a lot of you take advantage of that because I love having you in here and ha being able to interact with all of you just like we are here. Um, so I'm looking at some of the questions. Well, while you're doing that, um, the subject of Linda Moten, how came up, um, wasn't she basically lied to um, and she found out, like, am I confusing Dodie with uh, some other situation? You where she may. Was supposed to see footage. She was completely lied to. Oh, yes, you're right. You are right. So part of this whole Dodie thing was that she was supposed to be given footage for this documentary she was working on. And that was the pretense of her going to meet right. with Dodie, yeah. is that they were going to give her information for a documentary she's working on. Instead, they gave her this document, uh, which was a Carter briefing. And it is ridiculous talking about how Jesus is an alien, all of this really goofy junk. 
go Google it. And unfortunately, she believes it's a real document and it's all real, but it's ridiculous. Um, but they never gave her the video. And she believes that this whole campaign that Richard Doty was showing her this stuff, even though she believes the stuff was real, she thinks that this was all a ploy to destroy her project with, I think it was HBO where she was going to make this documentary. Yeah, I think you're right. I remember HBO as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, that's too bad. Mm -hmm. So other news, there is other news um, that uh, is really positive and good, which is, and hopefully this does not get derailed by this whole thing, which is that the Senate Intelligence Committee report request has been grouped together with the defense bill um, and it has passed the Senate. So it's moving on to the next step. Um, this information comes from D. Dean Johnson, uh, who at least that's his Twitter name. He who works in this arena. So he's able to explain all the nuances about how all of this works because it's extremely complicated. But uh, he says that even if at this point the uh, verbiage were to be taken out of the bill um, or the bill not to pass, which would be very rare because this defense funding bill has a 60-year streak of being passed every year. But wow. even if this verbiage is removed, uh, he says the question's essentially already been asked, that just because it passes in the Senate, it carries weight and could be enacted upon. So it, it's actually very good news that uh, this got through the Senate today. Wow. Yeah, so I guess that is breaking news. Someone said, what is the breaking news? You had another one. But if people are just joining us, you know, we did talk earlier. Um, you can always set up on YouTube. You can news? rewind and uh, listen yeah. to what we talked about when we first came in. But basically, mm -hmm. the New York Times article was the, uh, the first thing that we did talk about. Right. Yeah. So other things that I've done this week, too, is uh, I, I did have an interview for Den of Geek with David Marler. David Marler was on the last episode of Unidentified talking about, about triangular UFO encounters. And in fact, my interview with Tim McMillan that I did earlier today, Tim is going to be on the third episode of Unidentified. Oh, wow. And then the I, week prior to that, I had Chris Mellon, who is Mr. Unidentified. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh I loved um, the second episode, too. So uh, the, the first too. two episodes this year, I think, have been absolutely ec excellent. And, you know, the one on Triangle UFOs, um, I was so glad that they did go to Dave Marler's house. Who better to talk about that? Mm -hmm. And uh, so th so that was really good. And he, I asked him, I said, what's, what's it been like since this happened? And he says, I can't even get, you know, anywhere near getting through my emails. He's getting emails from everywhere um, since uh, since that last Saturday night. Somebody, oh yeah, I, that's what he said. He's getting tons and tons of emails. And this is what's interesting. So my interview with Chris Mellon, he essentially laid out, kind of told me about the plan. I really think people need to look at that. Um, but he uh, essentially, you know, when I'm at this is in my article in Den of Geek about unidentified is that the aid that unidentified lends towards their efforts with the Senate and so forth is to demonstrate that there are these credible military cases. So when the Senate is asking the defense uh, intelligence to essentially uh, get 
UFO information from other intelligence agencies, including the FBI. And Chris told me that's why the FBI is in there, because they're actually people don't realize they're also an intelligence agency um, that there should be something there that they can't like my article uh, also that I wrote last week about how the government's been gaslighting us on UFOs. And now we have evidence to show that they can't gaslight the Senate because the Senate, they've already at least put on the record via the unidentified television program that there are military cases that should be in those records. One in particular that we're going to see in a later episode of unidentified that Chris Mellon called out, uh, on my interview with him is a NORAD case that he said went all the way up to uh, the four-star general level and jets were scrambled. The way he put it, I think, was that they were trying to find every available jet to scramble to go figure this thing out. So that should be exciting. We'll see that on Unidentified. But, you know, this lens, hey, ask questions. Why isn't that case in these documents if it's not in those documents that come out? Um, in March 2021, or whenever they do this UAP report that's been requested by the Senate. But, you know, that also in in light of the New York Times article, like I said before, um, that's the purpose that this New York Times article may serve is to say, if if Lou is right, I mean, Lou could be putting them on notice and saying, hey, I know about this crash retrieval stuff you guys have been doing. It better be in your uh, UAP reports. But again, you know, I'm going to, I have a lecture that is called uh, religion and, and UFOs. And I'm going to do that lecture uh, for uh, a Rojas report, because if this is going to happen, I want to kind of prepare people, you know, here's what your religion feels about uh, aliens. Here's how the general public feels about aliens. So hopefully, you know, you all can be mentally prepared if a big revelation comes that, you know, they've got a spacecraft from unknown places. How crazy would that be? Right. Well, you know, another thing that this whole, uh, this, oh, someone just asked if they should put questions in caps. So we got to keep our eyes out, eyes out for some questions. Um, what if the report comes back? And, uh, well, I, I'm thinking the report could come back with such interesting cases that maybe they'll say, hey, we really have to look into this. You know, you know, it might step up from here. It's very possible. I think you're right. But what's interesting, and this is a question that I've asked Chris Mellon on Twitter that he hasn't answered. Um, but, and I do know he follows my Twitter, actually. But. Uh, the question is this, how much more did the senators see than we in the public have seen um, as far as getting briefed on this topic? And I think that's important because in Marco Rubio's request, he is essentially asking them to create an agency, a central location that manages this issue. That's a pretty heavy request, which will probably need funding put towards it at some point. And I would imagine that what he's seen or what the Senate Intelligence Committee has seen is substantial enough to warrant a request like that. So I, I am suspicious that they've seen a lot more than we've seen publicly, but I don't know that for sure. 
So we'll have to ask Chris and or Lou that question next time we get a chance. Yeah. So there's a question just came up. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to pop it up on the screen. Which one? From Hypnose down to, down near the bottom. Yeah. What makes you think the so-called release will get anything done? Does not seem any release from any country has helped convince the public. Well, I'm not sure what they mean by other release from other countries. So, for example, Chile's released a lot of information, but their and their public is very open to the topic. Um, so it's not taboo in Chile. So in that country, it's worked. Um, France, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't move the bar in a way of we don't really have any more knowledge about what's going on. Just that they're open about it, and the ridicule factor is not there. Yeah, but do is there any ability for them to have any more knowledge? Um, from what uh, we're told, because we've had a relationship at Open Minds even with the government officials in Chile and in our interviews that you can find right here on YouTube with Chilean officials, they don't have any more information than they have shared with the public. They've shared everything with the public. They've even had committee meetings where they've discussed the motivations of the craft. And essentially they've said, we don't know what they are, what their motivations are, but they don't seem to be dangerous. They seem to be just observing us. Um, so uh, that's the conclusions Chile has come to. Um, we, I, I don't think we can personally, we can say for sure the government knows much more, even if let's say, cause this is a scenario yeah. that has been put forth. Oh, and that's another topic I want to talk to you about uh, that I talked with Tim about. We talked, I talked with Tim a lot about a lot of this stuff. I really think you guys need to hear that interview. It's really interesting. But um, the question being that uh, someone put forth a, a theory that a craft was found, we couldn't make heads or tail of it. So essentially it was put in a, a way in a, uh, uh, a Indiana Jones type warehouse until our science gets to the point where we can make, make heads or tails of it. That could be possible. Um, and in that case, that's not too exciting. It means, you know, we found something. We don't know what the heck it is. So we've got it locked away. So our enemies don't get a hold of it. Otherwise, these things are flying around, but they outmaneuver us. We don't know what the hell's going on. And that's completely possible. Um, you know, it, we keep thinking that I don't know why people think that the government is somehow omnipotent and could have an ability to uh, combat, you know, these, these craft from elsewhere, especially if they are a civilization that's way beyond ours. So that's a possibility. We might not be able to get more. So what people are wanting, no doubt the public's going to be um, um, disappointed by what is shared. I don't think you can get around that. That's one of the Air Force's arguments that, hey, we could tell people stuff all day long. They're not going to believe us. So why waste our time telling them anything? That's really kind of been their argument since Project Blue Book. Um, so, so those are the issues. But here's what I wanted to ask you, Martin. Um, there have been a lot of anonymous Twitter accounts out there, many of whom are claiming to be insiders, a very few who demonstrably are insiders. Um, but I must warn people, I think that uh, a lot of the attacking that martin and i have gotten are from people who claim to have sources on the inside who are total bs and and my decades in working in this field i have always gotten a regular amount of total bs 
alleged insiders. And I do just like Lee Spiegel does. I ignore them. If you can't give me something on the record that I can share to my public, you're wasting my time for the most part. Um, I think I need yeah. people need to be aware of that. Uh, you may feel special and great because you think you're getting inside information, but there's a lot of hoaxers and liars. Maybe some of it is official disinformation. I don't know, but have you seen this also? I have not. I have not noticed that, but I'm not at all surprised by any of it. You know, I did have I did have a situation like that happen before, where um, you know someone claimed that they were. Um, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember the incident where the the small plane crashed just over the Mexican border and supposedly the um, army yeah. came out? Yeah. So yeah. I had a person that said he was there, and he was, and and uh, so I did I did all the research on him, and I said, well, I don't think you were in the service at um, 12 years old, you know. So, yeah, we so, had a guy and bless his heart. He's this old guy, uh, Dick French. Do you remember that on uh, open minds? My buddy Antonio did an article on him. We didn't believe him, but uh, we did an article with his interview of him and it demonstrated because some people were believing him. I mean, he's like, we, you know, we would ask questions like, have you, are you aware of project blue book? Oh yeah. I was the author of project blue book. As if it was a book. No, it wasn't I, a book. Yeah, yeah. And every single UFO oh, encounter, wow. you ask him about, oh, I remember that. I was there. I was yeah. in the airplane or I was on the ground watching when that happened, you know? And <laughs> so the question is, a lot of people used to think, wow, I'm talking to this guy. There's no way he's lying. Why would he lie? I don't know, but they do. I yeah. mean, it could be dementia. It could be yeah. they're just trying to be in that popular. Case, it sounded like it, yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? I don't know why some of these people lie. I don't know why Phil Schneider lied. I don't know why Richard Doty lies. There's a lot of liars out there and yeah. uh, we got to be careful. Yeah. We have a couple of questions in chat. I don't know if you want to hit those. All right. We got to wrap up here. Yeah. You got Rod but, uh, Rodrigo. Um, and then just below that, there's a uh, Luis. Rodrigo, Rodrigo, where is your question, right. Rodrigo? Uh, do you think, Rodrigo says, do you think there will be transparency if these bills are approved? Oh, is there going to be transparency? Yes. And this is what's interesting. So a lot of the reason that this bill even happened was because of Chris Mellon. And Chris Mellon has, um, essentially, he had a plan to get this done. Um you have to listen to my Chris Mellon interview. I analyzed that and break that all down. But uh, Chris Mellon, when he wrote the verbiage for what essentially got into this bill, he suggested it on an article in The Hill, and then they also posted it on the To The Stars uh, website. And he wrote, I realize this information is classified and the report will have to remain classified, but I suggest the Senate does this. What's interesting in the the request as it came out from the Senate Intelligence Committee that has passed through the Senate now is that it says we want a public facing portion of this document. And they make that very clear. They say we realize a lot of this stuff is classified, but we want a public portion. I asked Chris Mellon about that. He said uh, they may balk and say, well, how can we do that if it's classified? But like he told me, this is something they do all the time because often they are asked by politicians to write a public uh, 
uh, a report regarding a black project that is publicly consumable. So they are used to being able to look at the information, figure out how to give a summary that is non-classified. So it's something that they've asked, and that's the big crux to this this request is that it's got to be public facing. So great question, yeah. and and yes, it should be. Well, I, I think I'm going to have one more. Yeah, Dean Alioto oh, is uh, watching live, and he just said, "Don't look at my phone while I'm live." But uh, the reason I was looking at my phone, I just want to tell you real quickly, is um, I text someone that uh, uh, interviewed Harry Reid, and I wanted to hear um, what they said about the crash retrieval of what he said, if, if he said anything at all. So, uh, I didn't have not heard back from that person. Mm, so okay. we'll and you were doing that during the show. That. Yes. I was doing that live. You, you couldn't wait till afterwards. No, I wanted to get the breaking news if it was so. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll address Dean's cause he's our good buddy. What did she say? The next step from the confirmation of government ongoing UFO research is confirmation of craft material. Am I missing any steps in between? Who knows? I think it's so early right now. Um, that's really tough to say. Uh, I think that in these reports, if they really find materials, like I said before, uh, a material is going to be hard to substantiate as to its origins, uh, all by itself. Um, Somebody, I'm going to ask, this is going to be the last question. Somebody asked Martin, uh, I guess both of us, do you want the mystery solved or do you in the, enjoy the mystery as it is? Personally, wow. yeah. well, let's see what your answer is. And this is it. Last question, people. Thank you so much for, for participating. I, I would hang up my hat if the mystery was solved. I would love to have it solved. You would love to have it solved. Me yeah. too. I'm not in this just to talk UFOs and have fun. I think the danger of people who are in that point of mindset, uh, that you're, you're going to be more prone to the, to the less credible stuff because, uh, it's more fun to talk about. I, I'm not here to talk about stuff just for fun. I'm here to look for truth and get answers. Um, that's why openminds.tv is about credible UFO news and information. You know, we're looking at the credible stuff and trying to move the ball forward and the ball is moving forward at an incredible rate right now. So I think this sort of perspective is important right now. Do I feel that other perspectives are unnecessary? No, I, you know, my good friends are a lot of these people that look at other things in the field and, and I love these people. I don't agree with them. I don't even want to watch their shows or listen to their podcasts in some cases, but I love them to death and I want to hang out with them and talk with them. But, uh, you know, that's just not my cup of tea. So I definitely am looking for answers rather than um, just having fun talking about the mystery. And I think you can have fun talking about the credible stuff and what we learned in the actual stuff, because let's say we it looks like there are decades of UFO investigations that have been going on. Um, in the government. And if this information starts to get revealed, that's a lot of fodder for future podcasts, open mind, you know, UFO radio shows and podcast UFO shows. Right. Uh, I just want to say in closing, I did hear back from my text. And mm -hmm. uh, I will say this about Harry Reid. Um, it's possible that um, the re any type of retracting he may do may not make any difference to something he may have said earlier. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, leave it a mystery. Yeah. Because I think he did tell George Knapp 
uh, maybe he phrased it wrong or something, but yeah, uh, I could see that because, um, so we'll have to look into that again. Senator Reed tweeted just before the show in anticipation of Martin and I coming on the air. He wanted to get this tweet out for us to share with you on the show. Just kidding. I wish that was the case, but he says, I have no knowledge and I never suggested the federal government or any entity. And he highlighted, I have never suggested uh, the federal government or any entity has unidentified flying objects or debris from other worlds. I have consistently said we must stick to the science, not fairy tales about little green men. And I agree with him. We do need to stick to the science when it comes to little green men. I talked about the Kelly Hopkinsville case, which refers to the little green men case uh, when I did my lecture on Spielberg, which you can also find right here on Open Minds TV uh, uh, YouTube. So if you haven't watched that yet, just go look a couple uh, videos ago. You can watch my Spielberg lecture that I did. But um, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining. Do you have any parting words my friend no no it was uh it was a lot of fun and, and boy we had a lot of people in chat huh yeah uh, thank man you, everyone, and it for listening felt like five seconds and an hour flew by yeah i know it went fast well yeah thank you all for joining the chat so much be sure if you haven't subscribed to the youtube page to click the button down below to subscribe also i uh, hit the little bell so you know when new shows are coming and if you're a youtuber I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you would subscribe to the channel. If you go to the homepage of the channel, actually, you'll see it here. It says join. Do join. Um, and that will help keep me continuing to do this stuff because I really want to continue. Uh, but it would be a great way to, to help. And then you get all the access to every single one of my uh, interviews. And I'm getting interviews with incredible people. And I have some really great, incredible interviews going forward. Luckily, I've got some good friends uh, in this. You know, I've got an interview with uh, Lape, Bender, Chris Mellon. Uh, like I said, I've got, uh, well, Tim McMillan. Uh, that I just did where we go really in depth on all of this stuff and get into the nitty gritty UFO nerdy type stuff. So um, thank you all so much. And until look, he's on his phone again. No, I'm not next time. I might as well just say it. Whoops. Say it live. Uh, Please click the uh, (laughs) thumbs up button because I just typed that in. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, please click thumbs up. Thanks. Oh, you're, you're using your phone to chat in the chat here on the YouTube. I am multi freaking tasking. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. That's a legit reason to be on your phone there. <laughs> All right. Are you going to say it with me again? All Until right. next time. Adios, smooth, chachos. chachos.